This is New Classical Tracks from American Public Media. If you're enjoying this podcast, the best thing that you can do for the show is to tell somebody else about it. Help spread the word and take a moment to rate and review us on your podcasting app. Norwegian violinist Elbjörg Hemsing grew up about 60 miles from the Arctic Circle in a tiny little village in Norway. On her new recording, Arctic, she offers you a glimpse of its fragile beauty through the music of contemporary and traditional composers. And that's what we're going to be exploring this week on New Classical Tracks from American Public Media. I'm Julia Macher. I'd love to start off by just having you introduce yourself to people who may be discovering you through this conversation. Who are you? What do you do? And why are we having this conversation? <laughs> so my name is Elgeg. I'm a Norwegian violinist um, and I travel the world as a performing musician. And I believe the reason we're having this conversation is because I have a new album called Arctic. And I'm excited to talk to you more specifically about that. Tell me about what the environment was when you were growing up, because you had a musical family, but your dad was also a park ranger, and these all these elements are kind of converging on your new recording. So tell me a little bit about what your home life was like growing up. So I come from a very small little village in the middle of nowhere, I would say, 600 people living in the area of uh, Valdres, which is just beneath the big mountains of uh, the big mountain chain called Jotunheimen. Um, and I grew up with a mom playing the violin and my siblings playing the instrument. And then my father was working in nature. So my upbringing was very much music and nature. And um, it's hard not to be inspired by nature, I have to say, particularly when it's so magnificent and so present. So I really learned um, to appreciate and see the need for protecting nature. And that's the main big, two big inspirations for this album, really, this project. And you grew up just about 60 miles from the Arctic Circle. What was that like? So in um, this part of the world, we do have sort of normal uh, daylight pretty much through the whole year. And the very north is completely dark for months and then completely light for months. And it's incredibly special to experience this. Um, going months without seeing the sun definitely does something with you. And being so close to nature, it definitely made me realize how much impact it really has. It's sometimes easy to forget now living in big cities and traveling so much um, that the big force really is nature and we are completely dependent on it. And that's something I definitely learned growing up in this area. And if you travel in the north in the very whether it's stormy weather or anything like this, uh, you might arrive three or five days later than you were supposed to. But that's just how it is. <laughs> it's really quite powerful up there. I know for you that music and nature have always had a strong connection, and you're honoring that on your new recording. Let's talk a little bit about Arctic. Uh, which is your new recording, and also its fragile beauty and how that might be coming through in the music. 
It's very hard to almost to describe with words what the Arctic is like. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to create this uh, musical journey through the region and try to give a really an audiovisual experience um, and create um, memories and images when people listen to it. The Arctic is so full of life and has so much beauty but it really needs to be preserved, otherwise it's uh, just disappearing. A lot of the pieces are trying to capture that and and um, showing that there's just so much that we could all learn from the Arctic and how dependent we are on it. Of course, there's also a lot of um, very difficult things in the north in terms of ice melting, you know, the environment is changing. It's very easy to become lose hope and feel very depressed, quite simply. So what I really wanted to try with this um, project was to come from another angle and show the life and the beauty and what we need to preserve. How challenging was it for you to find the right music to represent the Arctic region? It was quite challenging because it's how do you kind of give a musical language to something that is so easy to explain with words um, and particularly all the feelings associated with it. It's not so easy to find the right um, musical expression. But I Thankfully, and I'm very grateful to have had amazing collaborators on this project, um, fantastic compositions and composers, a uh, lot of um, great conversations and willingness to create this um, album. And uh, everything from living composers to some a few selected old pieces. And it's, um, it's really a whole journey through the Arctic in this album. The centerpiece of this album is the Arctic Suite by the L.A.-based film composer Jacob Shea, and he worked with Hans Zimmer on The Blue Planet. Walk me through this musical journey that he's created for us. I remember very well when I listened to the music from The Blue Planet, how it was it just completely carried me away to another place. It was just unbelievable. And I thought, wow, imagine having something like that for the violin and uh, as, a, as a solo part. And in the Arctic, it's really important to try to show all the different sides. So that's the musical journey in the piece. It starts off with a frozen world. Everything is very quiet and very hard and frozen, <laughs> pretty much. But then as the sun returns, which happens um, around January, you can see a few seconds of the sun, and then life returns again in this region, slowly but surely. And that's also where rush of life comes in. And there's just a lot of um, 
like the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights. get a sense of a whole year in the Arctic Circle with this piece. The Norwegian composer who's best known for writing the opening theme to the Disney movie Frozen has made a contribution or a few contributions to this recording. Tell me about this composer. First, tell me who he is. And then also um, about this unique style that he brings to his writing because it comes from his own region. Yes, so this is um, composer and musician Frode Fjellheim. He comes from the indigenous people of the north called Sami. Um, And I thought it was really important to have something from this representation also in storytelling about the Arctic because it's such a vital part of the um, region. And Frode is a fantastic musician and he was very um, kind to want to write for this album. I wanted to include um, their typical style of singing, which is called yoik. Um, and this style of singing is where they basically express anything they have on their mind, whether it's love or anger or anything. It's a very expressive way of singing, uh, which was turned into um, Under the Arctic Moon, which is a very melancholic, very kind of quiet, actually, little piece. Um, Which carries that very kept emotion um, of wanting to experience the Arctic. And then the other piece is Return of the Sun. With a lot of optimism and a lot of very specific rhythms also, which is uh, uh, was a lot of fun to play, um, which is all about celebrating that moment when the sun is coming back, life is coming back, there is new hope and new energy. And he also sings on that piece too, right? Yes. He wasn't actually supposed to, but when we were preparing the piece and I was in his studio doing the groundwork before we went to the actual recording. He had so much power when he was singing and I felt very strongly we really need to have this in the recording because it's so raw and so real and has such a, an energy to it. Even though I grew up with folk music, I'm definitely a classical musician, and there's some of that unperfectness that I think is really important 
to also have. It's very honest. James Newton Howard's A Hidden Life has metaphorical significance to the theme of the Arctic. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how it's represented in that piece? The hidden life is literally about what is hidden in the Arctic. Imagine when you see um, a glacier or even an iceberg. Uh, So much of the iceberg is what you cannot see. It's underwater, it's completely hidden. And I think this is something that they also discovered so much when they had, for instance, the big um, mosaic expedition in 2019 and 20. And they discovered so many other species of fish swarms up in the Arctic. There's so much life that you cannot see with your eyes. But once you look a bit closer, um, you discover there's so much of it. And this piece um, felt very fitting into this expression. It's also an incredibly beautiful um, composition. Um, And also just to have the full symphony um, being part of it, I thought was really a nice um, addition to the album. You included a piece by Radovara called Whispering. Why did you choose to include that piece? I was thinking about the sound you get when you hear the winds howling up in the mountains. Something about them carries so much meaning and so much um, expression, yet it's really quiet and very... um, not square, like it's very round and it moves. It's almost a bit like water in that sense. And um, also for a representation of um, more of the Nordic area, it was also important, I thought, to add uh, Rautovare, who is an amazing composer also. There are other Nordic composers on this recording, including Ola Yelo, just to name one other one. I was curious if you know some of these composers personally. Uh, yes, some of them. Um, I have not met Ola Yelo yet in person, but I, I absolutely love his music. And I was super happy when I was allowed to use this composition for the recording. Um, this is also comes back to the meaning of each piece and Don. It's a very beautiful time of the day, I think. Now in December, dawn happens around 9.30 in the morning, so it's not too terribly early, but it is an amazing time when the sun just comes up above the hillside and you can see all the colors on the sky. beautiful piece to add. You know, everything you're describing makes me think so much of Minnesota that's very Nordic here. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's so nice. <laughs> how much we appreciate the sun when it shows up. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, there is a piece by Henning Somero, and, and I believe it's titled Varsog. And this translates to mean the search for a new spring. Tell me about this very well-known melody. To me, this is a piece I grew up with. It's very, very well known in Norway. And Voisög, the piece was made over a poem that actually was written in 1945, just as the world was um, starting to become more normal again, let's say, end of the Second World War. And the poem talks about, finally, there's hope for peace, there's hope for a new start. And Voisög, um, in many ways, uh, represents a lot of this in the um, uh, recording, just the search for something new, the hope for something new and um, better. And uh, I think if you play this piece in Norway, anyone on the street will be able to say what it is. It's a very personal, uh, very close um, melody to have. The arranger Ben Palmer embedded that melody into a very emotional hymn for you to play for violin and orchestra. The melody only by itself is very well known, but this is a brand new um, arrangement and a new version of it that we recorded. It's also, it's kind of a melody that you can just sing song and it's not very, let's say, technically demanding to do so, but to put it together with a full symphony orchestra and also to create this slightly more modern twist on it. Um, what with the winds that are representing birds. And then with a very, very lush um, string sound underneath. There are two familiar melodies from the European classical tradition on this recording, and one is La Melancholie by Ole Bull. Why did you want to choose that piece from this very famous Norwegian violin virtuoso? Both Edward Grieg and Ole Bull are two composers, uh, historical figures that I very much grew up with. They have been so monumental and so important for Norwegian music history. Um, and it was impossible not to add them, <laughs> I must say. But I also really, really um, love this little melody. In the Norwegian title, it is in Lonesome Times. And I thought that also was kind of important to add to the mix of pieces there. We talked a little bit about the optimism and maybe the beauty of it and all those things, but there is definitely 
a big part of the Arctic that is very um, raw and stark and, and, and difficult to live in also. And that's also part of the history and the journey to show in the North. It was Ole Bull who encouraged Edvard Grieg's parents to let their son study at the Leipzig Conservatory. And you yourself have a connection to Grieg in your family history. Can you tell us that story? <laughs> that is right. I mean, I I think we have so much to thank Oliver for, really. Um, not only for convincing Grieg's parents to send him to Leipzig, but when Grieg, he returned back from uh, his studies and came back to Bergen in Norway, it was also Ole Bull who told him to look into the folk music traditions of the country. At this point, Norway was a very, very young nation. And uh, we had been in unions for many hundred years with Denmark and Sweden. And Norway at that point was a very poor country, um, not in music and culture, but in terms of living standards. But uh, yeah, Grieg, of course, he couldn't travel all over the country. It's quite a long country in Norway. It's not so easy to travel everywhere. And um, so he sent out a lot of collectors to collect folk music tunes and just get him inspiration of the, the real identity of the country. And in the region where I'm from, there was a collector that came and he met my great, great, and I think possibly another great um, grandfather who sang some tunes for him. And this collector, he wrote down all the tunes and he went back to Edvard Grieg and he used one of the melodies for one of his um, big compositions for piano solo, which is the ballad. I think it's opus 24. Um, so it's it's quite funny for me in many ways to see that there is actually a link with Edvard Grieg um, some generations ago. And you do close out the entire recording with a piece by Edvard Grieg, Last Spring. Tell me about that piece and why that was the right way to close out this recording. This melody, I think, is one of my favorite melodies. It's so full of expression and so pure and just really shows so many sides of Edvard Grieg's lyricism. It's also written over a poem, and it's a, a, quite a tragic poem. It's about a man who will not survive to see the next spring, which is why the title is Last Spring. But I thought also this is just a piece that means so much to me, and it's a very important piece to bring into the mix of things. And this is all part of the journey, and of course I maybe should have ended on a slightly more positive note, but the music is unbelievable. Well, you also include it because it helps to represent the effects of climate change a little bit, too. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? 
I mean, there are a lot of amazing projects and expressions, whether it's in music or in written words about the Arctic. Um, but I found that a lot of it is about the doomsday and the, the extreme difficulty and how much of a disaster it really is and how much it affects um, nature. So I wanted to come at this project from a slightly different angle and show the beauty and the life of the North and what we need to preserve. Things are definitely changing and rapidly so, but it's also important to give, hopefully, a little bit of hope, a little bit of encouragement and the care, not only the devastating effects. Norwegian violinist Eldbjörg Hemsing taking us on a beautiful journey through the Arctic. That's new classical tracks from American Public Media with thanks to our producer, Valerie Kaler. I'm Julia Macher. <laughs>